it's one thing to be rejected by a stranger, but it's another thing entirely to be rejected by a friend or a family member. It hurts. But what happens when you're rejected by the Son of God? Is there any hope for you after that? In this past Sunday's Gospel lesson, Jesus rejects the Canaanite woman. What happens next, and what we're supposed to learn from this passage, will cause us to walk the way and an entirely different way. You're listening to The Way with Father Dustin Lyon, a podcast of the Ephesus School Network. This is the Sunday of the Canaanite Woman. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Let us be attentive. And going out, Jesus departed from there into the regions of Tyre and Sidon. And look, a Canaanite woman from these bounds came forward and cried out, saying, Have mercy upon me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is badly demon-possessed. But when he answered her not a word, and approaching, his disciples implored him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out behind us. But in reply he said, I was not sent forth except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and prostrated herself to him, saying, Lord, help me. But in reply he said, It is not a good thing to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. And she said, Yes, Lord, for the dogs also eat from the crumbs that fall from their master's tables. Then in reply, Jesus said to her, O woman, your faith is great. As you desire, so let it happen to you. And her daughter was healed from that hour. Glory to you, O Lord, glory to you. That was chapter 15 from Matthew, verses 21 through 28. As we just heard in the reading, a woman came to Jesus asking for help. She wanted Jesus to heal her daughter. To our surprise, Jesus and his disciples gave her the cold shoulder. Only when she pushed back did Jesus compliment her faith and heal her daughter. As we read this passage, we're easily drawn into the story. It's easy to identify with the characters, especially if we've had similar experiences. I think everyone, at one time or another, has been rejected by someone we loved or respected. And when that happens, it hurts. It may have even caused us to re-examine our relationship with that person, and that relationship may have even ended. So it's hurtful to many of us to see Jesus give her the silent treatment and then to tell her he was only for an exclusive group of people, those of the house of Israel. So we know what it's like to be cast aside or to be not taken seriously. And so we wonder, how could Jesus treat her this way? If he's the Son of God, the one through whom the Father created all things, how could he reject someone that's a part of his creation? But, I think, by focusing on and identifying with the woman, we miss the challenge of the good news, the teaching that's before us. I propose that the original audience 
of Matthew's Gospel wouldn't have identified with the woman. Instead, I think Matthew's original audience would have identified with the disciples. They probably had the same ethnic heritage and the same faith background. In other words, the original hearers would have believed that they were of the house of Israel, and they probably would have been protective of this house. We're the same way. We all have our own identities, whether it be cultural, religious, or even professional. And when those identities are challenged, we become defensive. This Canaanite woman was challenging the disciples' identity, and our identity as well, if we identify with those disciples. She was challenging their cultural norm, and they were scared that she would impact the house of Israel, or at least its reputation, in a negative way. So they wanted to dismiss her, to keep Israel's purity intact. So Matthew rolls with it in order to tell a story of what happens when we become exclusive and try to keep our identity intact. It's almost as if Matthew is proposing a thesis and testing it. What would happen if the disciples didn't spread the good news of Jesus the Anointed? What would happen if they were to try and keep it to themselves among their own kin? What would happen if they even had Jesus' support? So Matthew lets the story play out, and the outcome is unexpected, at least for the original audience. After Jesus says, it is not a good thing to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs, the woman, instead of going away quietly, pushes back by saying, Yes, Lord, for the dogs also eat from the crumbs that fall from their master's tables. What a response! I think everyone recognizes her faith. Even John Chrysostom comments on it. In his commentary on Matthew, he says, See her humility as well as her faith, for he called the Judeans, represented by the disciples, children. But she was not satisfied with this. She even called them masters so far as she was grieving at the praises of others. She said, Yes, Lord, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Behold the woman's wisdom. She did not venture so much as to say a word against anyone else. She was not stung to see others praised, nor was she indignant to be reproached. Behold her constancy. When he answered, It is not fair to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs, she said, Yes, Lord. He called them children, but she called them masters. He used the name of dog, but she described the action of the dog. Do you see this woman's humility? Then compare her humility with the proud language of the Judeans. We are Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage to any man. We are born of God. But not so with this woman. Rather, she calls herself a dog and them masters. So for this reason, she became a child. For what does Christ then say? O woman, great is your faith. That's what St. John says in his homily on Matthew, homily 52. In addition to her faith, see how she shames the disciples. Their plan to keep her out 
backfired marvelously. Now they're the ones who look foolish. They're the ones who look like outcasts. So despite our uncomfortableness with the disciples and Jesus' treatment of the woman in the story, Matthew lets it play out so that we can see that this woman is still included in God's kingdom. Despite their resistance, she is still a child of God. In other words, the disciples' attempt to keep her out, to keep the house of Israel pure, simply didn't work. God isn't interested in keeping the kingdom pure. He's interested in receiving children of faith. And this becomes Matthew's point, and why he let the story play out. So, if we identify with the disciples, and I do truly think that Matthew expects us to, then today's passage is gently suggesting that sometimes we too are like the disciples. Our stubbornness and exclusiveness keeps people on the outside, away from God. But Scripture insists that everyone, both the Judean and the Gentile sinner, is saved by grace as a gift from God through our faith, our trust in God. The point is that church happens wherever and whenever God responds to faith, whether we like it or not. Now that's the teaching of this passage. So the challenge for us is to examine our lives How are we keeping people from the kingdom? How do we, in our lives, in our churches, and in our careers, force people to beg for God's kingdom? And if we see something, what can we do to invite them into the kingdom instead of turning them away? In other words, what do we need to do in order to walk the way and allow others to eat the breadcrumbs that fall from our table. Until next time, God bless and keep walking the way.